0: be with you all um, this morning. Uh, Honestly, as a person who roots for the better and more holy of um, the two major basketball rivalries. There was a little bit of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth last night, but you know, I still showed up. I just want you to know your past was fake. (laughs) Because I could have come with sackcloth and ashes, and yet (laughs) I am here. I am here. Friends, we're in the fifth Sunday of the season called Lent, which is this 40 day season where um, Christians all across the globe spend energy investing in self examination, self reflection, prayer. Some might even lean into the um, disciplines of fasting of reading scripture of repentance and also of confession it is a season that we mark time with Jesus on the way to the cross and then also to mark time standing before the tomb Recognizing Christ's resurrection power in our lives. This is not just a season that's a surpasses by but instead it is a season where we see our lives changed and transformed not for sake of moral elitism Lent isn't for us to be like, look how much we prayed, or look how much I read scripture, or look how much I confess, but instead to say that when we are made right in our lives, like in our personal lives, collectively we see righteousness. When I'm made just in my life, collectively we see justice. When I see repair in my life, then collectively we see repair. Lent always has a, a, a two kind of way dynamic. Of us knowing ourselves restored and healed as we make our way through this wilderness wandering with Jesus, but also, to that all things in creation might also be redeemed by Christ's power. And so we find ourselves almost at the end of the Lenten journey next week will be what we call palm and passion sunday which will mark jesus's triumphant entrance into jerusalem and also the passion of jesus and we'll read that entire story the ark of praise and then the death march but before jesus's triumphant entrance into jerusalem we will see jesus at a dinner party and that's the passage of scripture that I'm going to read for us this day. Now, I'd like to give you a heads up um, about this passage of scripture because every single line in the scripture could be by itself a whole sermon. I mean, literally, I could I could take one line from these 11 verses and preach on them for a whole, a whole series. I cannot do that. I'm going to take a simple route this morning. But here's what I would like to invite you to do because this passage of scripture is so rich and we don't have time to like literally unearth all of the the beautiful nuances in this scripture. I might invite you this week to make this passage your daily reading. So you would read John chapter 12, 1 through 11 every single day this week for the next six days. And then ask yourself these two questions every time you read this passage. What images or words or phrases strike me or resonate with me? And then the second question I might invite you uh, to to reflect on: what might God be saying to me in this passage? Can we do this homework assignment? Yes. Does this mean that next Sunday if I ask somebody to share with me? No, just a (laughs) minute. I will not do that to you. I love you too much because I am a Duke person. Uh, (laughs) Hmm. All right, friends. Hear now these words from John chapter 12. Jesus at this dinner party. The first 11 verses of John's account of Jesus at Lazarus' house. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, but Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for three hundred denarii? and the money given to the poor he said this not because he cared about the poor but because he was a thief he kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it and jesus said leave her alone she bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial you always have the poor with you but you do not always have me i do want to stop here sometimes this particular passage of scripture is used to justify Systems of poverty, I want you to know that this is not what this passage is trying to do. We need to always be dismantling systems of poverty. And Anytime anyone uses this passage of scripture to justify those who who do not have access to the resources that are readily available, they are misusing this passage of scripture. I need you to know this. It's a misuse of Jesus' words to ever affirm a reality that keeps people from life-giving life. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death as well, since it was on account of him that many of the Jews were deserting and were believing in Jesus. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm actually going to move down here, and I'm going to see if the ringing stops. Let's see if that, oh, praise God. Lovely. So Jesus is at this dinner party. Um, I have to tell you that I absolutely love, 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 love black people. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Because there is a way of being in the world that just really is kind of like no other. One of the things that I love about the black community is that we have a way of uh, garnering expansive, expansive loads of information by asking one or two simple questions. Mm-hmm. For instance, if you are throwing a party or you want someone to come to your house, All one person has to ask you is, who all is gonna be over there? Yes. And that can tell you a multitude of things that you need to know. You can uh, test out the temperature. You might know the relational dynamics that might take place. What personalities are going to have to be micromanaged or not? Just by asking that one question, who all is going to be over there? Now, let me tell you something. I had a birthday party a couple of years ago, and I invited some folks to come to my birthday party. And in the midst of my birthday party, when we were supposed to be celebrating life and life more abundantly, two individuals decided that they were going to get into it. I mean, into it. And they sustained that into it for about a good 10 minutes while we all kind of stood around, awkward, trying to figure out what to do. My (laughs) baby, Ram Heart didn't know how to keep the peace. was a birthday fail. I promise you from that birthday party on, folks are gonna ask me who all's gonna be (laughs) here? Cause it was stressful. It was stressful. The people who gather together in a space is never insignificant. Because the people who are gathered will reveal some dynamics. People who gather reveal relational capital. People who gather will unearth investment or divestment and community in that particular space. The people who gather in any one place will reveal something. And in this particular passage of scripture, where Jesus has been invited to a dinner party at Lazarus' house, the people, who all is gonna be over there, who all is already over there, tells us something about the dynamics in that space. Because by the end of this passage of scripture, we know that the religious leaders have some particular thoughts about house here's what you need to know about this particular dinner party this will probably be one of the last times that this group of people will gather together Jesus knows Lazarus as a friend and Lazarus is Jesus's friend Mary and Martha are not far off people to Jesus but instead they are in close relationship to Jesus probably some of the disciples or all of the 12 disciples were also gathered at this particular dinner And we hear when the dinner happens. It's six days before the Passover. Now you have to remember that already in the Gospel of John, Jesus has foretold his death. Has shared with, with his disciples that he is going to be the Passover lamb. The sacrifice. That he's going to be betrayed and handed over and crucified. Yes, life is going to come after that, but that the nation state is going to lynch him. as they're gathered at this dinner, if there wasn't this eerie sense that this might be the last time that we were in this place together, sharing a meal. Maybe we can imagine that this is the moment where some goodbyes are happening, some blessings and commendations, because deep down inside people know the time is drawing nigh, that these things that our friend and master has said to us, maybe they're going to actually come true that he will not be be with us in this way. But well, who's all there? <laughs> you got Martha. Martha, who uh, is known to be the one who is serving. is showing up differently in this particular dinner setting. Then you got Lazarus, who's up there. (laughs) Lazarus who had been in a cave, dead for four days, stinking. Lazarus, who is so loved by Jesus that Jesus weeps when he hears that his friend is dead and even as he watches other people weep, it causes Jesus to continue weep. That while he is walking to the place of his friend's death, he is walking and also crying. Lazarus, who was a dead man, it says, is sitting at the table with Jesus. Not only a dead man walking, but a dead man eating, keeping it up with his friend. (laughs) Death, he is raised to life, but also Lazarus, who is touched by the grace of his community. Because you remember that when Jesus calls Lazarus to come out of the cave, then Jesus looks at the community and says, unbind him. Yes. Which means how probably those who were gathered at that table who remember what it was like to take off the gray clothes off of Lazarus, they see Lazarus at the temple of life. I don't know, but I'm going to just use my pastoral imagination that as Lazarus is sitting there eating with his friend who rose, like literally raised him to new life, that with every single bite that he takes, with every single laughter and story that they tell, Lazarus is holding on and saving every bit of life. When we say that we serve a God of second chances, Lazarus understands this. Martha, for being present to Jesus, listening to Jesus, wanting to know more about Jesus, wanting to have access to Jesus, wanting to be close to Jesus. And it is in this moment something takes over Mary. And it says that Mary brings out this perfume, a a pound of perfume, which would have been worth. A year's wages. That ain't White Diamonds, friends. <laughs> I mean, you know, White Diamonds is your little son, You gotta get that on belt or you know, but it's not. <laughs> But for her friend, Jesus, cause you know you don't bring up the good stuff for just oh anybody. But for Jesus, she takes out this Narva perfume and she anoints Jesus' feet with her hair. I don't know what kind of friend Jesus has been to Mary, but Jesus has been the kind of friend where she knows Jesus' feet. You know what I have never really put two and two together? Before Jesus actually in the next chapter washes the disciples' feet, he has his feet attended to. Mm. Mary! Mm-hmm. Mary does for Jesus what Jesus is about to do for others. Like a preamble in this moment. And Jesus then makes this statement that this perfume is literally like a way of, um, of a christening in him as he prepares for death. The beautiful thing about who walls over there that I've mentioned so far, excuse me of mary of martha and also of lazarus that all of these individuals who are gathered at this dinner party with jesus know what it is to also be changed and transformed by jesus all of them have had some moment some encounter some engagement with jesus that has literally changed their lives no longer is martha just busy be busy but in service Lazarus, who is, who is a friend of Jesus, understands how friendship might literally bring him back to life. And Mary, who has had an encounter with Jesus, recognizes who Jesus is in her midst, and she anoints his feet. not everyone was for you. they see how Jesus is gaining in notoriety. How when people bump into Jesus, they bump into life. And when they bump into life, they bump into their best selves. And when they bump into their best selves, they bump into the most compelling version of themselves. And so then they want to follow this one who helps them see themselves as whole. And the religious leaders cannot know about that. They also recognize that there is one Who is sitting beside Jesus named Lazarus, who has experienced life giving life in a way that looks so miraculous that it's causing other individuals to say, what Jesus has done for Lazarus, maybe Jesus can do for my relationship. What Jesus has done for Lazarus, maybe flow in your life that you will not stop that you will continue to persist that you have supernatural energy to dismantle Next week is what we consider to be kind of the apex of the Ark of Lent. Next week, you will come into this space and you'll be given palm branches. And you're going to say, Jose, House, it feels like you have palm and passion at one dinner. Those who praise and those who worship and those who will betray. We might ask that question: who all is going to be there? Maybe the more difficult question is how will I be here? As we have a journey through the 40 days of Lent, maybe we are called to pause and ask ourselves, how am I showing up? How am I taking notice of the one who has gathered me at the table? around me, their lives have been changed and shifted. If we had been invited to that dinner, how would we God, we confess that it is sometimes easier to look beyond ourselves than it is to look within ourselves. That it is easier to survey and analyze those around us. And yet to live so distracted that we can never sit with ourselves. But that is not who we want to be. We want to be people who practice the presence, who are present to you in the ways in which you are present to us. So that when we are in your midst, Ourselves open to your gentle nudge, changing us and transforming us. That we might quiet ourselves enough to hear your still small voice speaking to us about the places that we would rather ignore. make the decision to show up in this space. God, would you help us to be the people who you have called us to be and who you are shaping us to be. So that whenever we are in your presence, we would not let an opportunity pass us by But said that we might honor and glorify you and praise you for the ways in which you are working and you are at work in our lives. We ask all of this in the strong name of your son, Jesus Christ.